Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Today we're talking about hiking. What is it? Hiking is fun, healthy, social, interesting, and green. Chatting with us is Laura Bradford of I'd Rather Walk Group. Laura spent much of her free time as a single mom and now as an empty nester hiking in the U.S. and around the world. It's going to be interesting to hear some of her adventures. In her blog, I'dRatherWalk.com, she shares lessons learned from adventures in both loco and exotic locations, tips on how to be active with asthma, plus fitness and hike planning advice for hikers of all ages. That's maybe the key to the most important part of hiking. All ages can do it. Because there's different levels and, you know, it's something the family can get out and do. It's something the kids can do or the grandparents can do. So let's talk to Laura about all the possibilities. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me today. Thank you so much for being here. And let's chat about I'd Rather Walk. Let's start with, you know, how how long has it been around? I posted my first I'd Rather Walk meetup hike in 2018 in the summertime. Okay, so back to 2018. Now, how was it founded? Well, I had already been a hike leader on uh, the Raleigh Recreational Hikers Meetup since 2009. And then I started my hiking and asthma awareness blog, which is www.idratherwalk.com, in January of 2018. And I thought a companion meetup group could be a good thing. Um, and I was approached about it. So I set up my I'd Rather Walk meetup and started posting my hikes on both both places. Now, what kind of hikes do you do? That's a really good question. I primarily host fitness type hikes, which means we go at a faster pace to get a good cardio workout. And I don't, I don't post any hikes that are less than six miles long, which means you're going at least, you know, an hour and a half to two hours and primarily on the natural trails. Um, Occasionally, I'll do slower hikes if the terrain is mostly uphill or something, but, uh, you know, these are fitness hikes. There are other meetups in the area that do slower ones for other purposes like nature photography or whatever, but mine are primarily to stay in shape. Do you make people aware of those other types of hikes that if they don't want something quite so strenuous? I do. We've got a uh, sort of an informal cooperative of, of hike leaders for all the meetups in the area. And um, people of all ages, you know, it, it doesn't doesn't matter what age you are. Uh, you may not want a slower hike or you may not want a faster hike mm-hmm. or maybe you have kids along or, or whatever. But uh, we all post hikes and sort of cooperate about who's going where, when, and at what pace. So there's always a hike to take if you want to. That's good to know because uh, I could probably do six miles, but I don't know that I could do it, you know, all uphill or at a fast pace. In fact, I know I can't because I was in Peru once and that was like uphill, uphill, 
uphill. And, yes. uh, <laughs> and I was, I, the, the tour group almost lost me on that one to be oh, sure. No. <laughs> but, uh, so it's good to know there's options for folks. Um, and you know, we need to talk about, you know, not only is this fun and social, et cetera, but there's so many health benefits and I'm going to go into a couple different categories, but first just give us a general overall view of the health benefits of hiking as far as physically and mentally. I don't think people know this really, but hiking is the most popular form of exercise over anything, over the entire world. And that's because you can get so many benefits from it. And it doesn't matter where your starting point is. You just start from where you're at and, and move uh, towards your goal, whatever fitness goal that is. You can burn calories. You can hike from anywhere, like your parking lot at work or the front door at your house or whatever. You can hike with other people or you, if you just think it's too peopley out there, you can hike by yourself. Um, and uh, hiking, of course, works your legs. But a lot of people don't know it works the middle of your body too, your core, because you have to maintain your balance on an uneven, um, uneven uh, surface. And then, um, of course, you're outside, which makes everybody happier. And we're going to talk about that coming up here. So let's break these okay. down. Let's start with uh, the advantage of burning calories. Okay, so when people think about burning calories, usually the first thing that comes to mind is uh, running because that is a notoriously quick and easy way to burn lots of calories. Um, but uh, you can burn just as many calories hiking at a brisk pace, especially uphill and with a heavier pack as you can when you're running. In fact, you can burn more and you can add more and more weight to your pack you could go faster and faster. You can turn it into an interval training, and in that way, you can burn a lot more calories. Uh, generally, including your body weight and whatever weight you've got in your pack, the more you weigh, the more calories you're going to burn per mile. Now, you mentioned this a little bit before as far as like just go out in the parking lot, but tell us, uh, you know, tell us about how you can hike anywhere. Well, I used to have to do this. I was a, a single mom. I guess I still am. But anyway, when I was uh, working a full-time job in an office and had a, a little kid that needed to be dropped off and picked up uh, around the, the work day like that, I would take my break in the middle of the day at work, even it was if it was just half an hour, and I'd bring tennis shoes and I'd go uh, walk on the sidewalks around the office building or on the way home, I would uh, I would stop. I had to pick her up at the Y at after school care, and I would run through the woods. I mean, not run, but walk through the woods um, and get in as many miles as I could before I had to go and and pick her up before the um, the end of the the day there. Um, and you can also, you can walk inside, you can walk on a treadmill if the weather is crap and you don't want to fall down <laughs> so, or get wet or freeze to right. death, which we've seen here lately. So really anywhere you can put your feet on a surface and move forward is a place you could go for a walk or a hike. I like you putting it in easy terms because I think a lot of people do think, you know, we have to go down, uh, you know, we have to go to a park, we have to have the backpack, we have to have the hiking shoes, 
and, yeah. you know, dedicate all that time and effort, drive to wherever we're going to. Uh, when it's easily done, you can even walk around your kitchen and make a couple circles. So um, that's mm-hmm. good, especially with time these days. People, you know, they just don't have time to dedicate to some of these things, and, and there's an easy way to do it. So, um, but another thing I like about hiking is the social aspect. Tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to find a a group of of people that you can talk to, especially, you know, um, in the interest of time. Again, you do sometimes have to do the same trails over and over and over again. And what makes that interesting is not only the change of seasons, the change of weather, but also who you're hiking with. So um, when you're out there hiking, you can invite other people to go with you and hopefully they have the same natural pace as you do. So it's, it, it's comfortable, but uh, you know, and, and uh, like in my meetups, you can meet new people or eh, if you don't really want to talk to people, you can decide that you'll follow at a little distance and, you know, I never lose anybody, but <laughs> if I do, I blame bears. <laughs> but but really, it's a it's a thing you can do with people and not really have to deal with them if you don't want to. Um, just seeing other people sometimes, especially lately, that can be a boost for you mm-hmm. um, if you're stuck at home all the time. Or you can talk and strike up some new friendships. You know, I, I want to touch on two things with this. One is I find that um, okay, well, walking, hiking can be enjoyable and it's just something you play and enjoy. But if it's something you're doing more from an exercise or a health kind of thing, and like you said, you could be bored with the same path or just bored with the, with the activity itself after a point, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. find, you know, when you have somebody to talk to, you're not paying attention to what you do. It's like when I get on my ex, uh, exercise bike. I read a book or I get on the phone and talk to somebody instead of thinking, okay, how many reps have I done? How, what mile am I up to? You know, like thinking about the, 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 the sore part of the uh, activity and, and it goes by so fast. You don't even exactly. realize yeah, all of a sudden exactly. you've walked six miles, you know, <laughs> like how did that happen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you too, from, from your experience with your, with your groups, uh, when we talk about socialization, besides friendship, has there been any romantic relationships that have happened? Somebody meets somebody on one of these hikes? My groups are not exactly that kind of groups, but it could happen. We joke about um, back in the day, this was uh, with the uh, another hiking group that I've been leading for. There is this guy who used to only show up when he was in between girlfriends. <laughs> he'd, he'd hike as, until he found a likely candidate and then he'd disappear again Better for than, a while. Better than a but, dating app, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is generally more companionship than, uh-huh. than, um, than romance. Although we did have an older couple meet and actually move in together in the last year. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. So tell me about hiking as a total body workout. Well, um, as I mentioned before a little bit, your your legs get a workout and your core gets a workout. And of course, if you're hiking uphill a lot, you will never get a fat butt. So there's that. <laughs> the all important it, fat butt. It is all important. And if you if you go fast enough, it is a really good cardiovascular workout. And um, you can 
stop and uh, do some um, interval training, you know, with push-ups or, or whatever, if you feel the need to, to work out your upper body more. Um, but generally, yeah, it's just uh, amazing how how much more toned you'll be after you hike, especially with this um, this eight-week training that I do every year. I gradually add more and more weight to my pack as I go along. And, uh, and that is a really surprising how much harder going up a hill is, is with uh, extra 10, 15 pounds in your pack. <laughs> you can really feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I want to spend not too much time, but a little bit more time on this next um, element of hiking. Because I went to your I'dRatherWalk.com blog, and I found this so interesting, the benefits of green exercise. Can you talk to us about that, please? Green exercise, as you might think, it's it's exercise in the outdoors or what seems more like the outdoors. Um, uh, research, you know, I would research shows, right? Research shows that the pr- proven benefits of, of working out outside include, you know, stress relief, your thinking is clearer, you've got more self-confidence and energy, better stamina. And of course, as you know, every time you go and work out outside or play a game outside or whatever, you sleep like crazy that night. So that's one of the benefits too. Um, you know, it, gyms are, they're crowded and let's face it, I, I really hate working out in a gym. I don't know about anybody else, but I hate standing in line for machines, especially. And when you go outside, you don't have to stand in line for anything. <laughs> just, <laughs> just start walking. Just take it all in. Yeah, exactly. Now, it doesn't seem, Laura, we can do a show without some mention of COVID these days. But yeah. I see there there's advantage to me would be um, with the hiking, you know, the whole COVID thing, being able to get out and socialize at a safe uh, distance, et cetera. Let, let's, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, hiking is one of the few things and, and exercising outdoors that we were all, at least around here, we we're all allowed and able to do uh, during the whole COVID pandemic from beginning to now. And I never stopped hiking or posting hikes for others to join me. And of course, you know, I paid attention to the allowed group size and uh, staying out of the parks that were off limits at the time and masking in crowded areas and all that kind of stuff. But um, some of my hikers have told me with the gyms and fitness centers closed and playgrounds closed, um, and even some of the national parks and state parks were closed for a time, that hiking with a group was their only option available for social interaction. And then... (laughs) The hiking in general outdoors was the only option for getting any kind of exercise. Not everyone has access to a home gym, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the fresh air and sunshine, I I think this is true, plus the good cardio exercise, of course, are some of the best things that people can do to ward off COVID or even just the annual flu or, or a cold. I think just staying at a at a healthy weight is a good idea too. And now they've got research showing that COVID is more dangerous if you're overweight. So mm-hmm. um, hiking can help with that if you've got an issue with that or want to 
and prevent having an issue with that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, it's I, the fat I, again. Yeah, it's not that fat butt. I'm sorry, it runs in my family. <laughs> it runs in every family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, good. Well, we've talked so much about all the benefits. I, I like to just touch on a couple uh, more personal aspects of, okay. of this whole hiking and ask you what was the most exotic place you've hiked, and uh, tell us a bit about that experience. Okay. Well, you know, by exotic, I, I always think uh, that's like in a different country than the one you live in, right? So I've I've hiked a lot of countries in, di- in addition to ours over the years, but probably, and you mentioned Peru before, my most exotic experience would have to be when I hiked to a sacred mountaintop city in Peru mm. called Choca Corral. It, it's near Machu Picchu, but but at the time when I hiked to it, it was only half um, dug up. You know, it was only half uncovered at the mm-hmm. time. So <clears throat> we started in Cusco and uh, drove to a trailhead. And the hike itself took four days wow. to hike up to about 13,000 feet to the sacred mm-hmm. city. It was also it was at the time of the summer equinox. So it was in June. So it was like 95 degrees and dry mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a desert during the day and got below freezing at night. And, you know, it was really cool. We had Sherpas and uh, donkeys to help carry food and tents. So we only had to carry uh, our food and water for the day and whatever layers we wanted to take on or, or put off, take off or put on. And uh uh, anyway, it was very interesting and a really hard hike, although I was a little younger then. Um, it was so beautiful. There were clear skies at night, and we could see the Southern Cross, which I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. One really neat thing about that is at the equinox, there's always the the festival of the Inti Raimi, which is, um, takes place in Cusco on June 24th. And uh, it is the celebration of the the sun god uh, in the Inca religion, and so we were able to make it back down <laughs> the thirteen thousand feet <laughs> back to uh, neck back to Cusco and celebrate the the first day of the new year in the Incan cal- calendar there. Yeah, and I might add that kind of hike you, you've got altitude uh, you have to deal with. It's tough. It is. We had one guy, well, he was not very smart. I mean, one thing you know if you've done this and if you listen to your guides is that altitude and alcohol really don't mix. Mm. It will, it may give you altitude sickness. And that's exactly what happened to this guy. He decided that he needed a beer. So um, he had to be sent back down before we made it to the top. And uh, it's not... And not everyone can can go that far either. We had a a lady who twisted her ankle. I mean, that wasn't her fault, but Mm -hmm. she had to go back down on a a donkey. And then what really broke my heart was there was this elderly couple, and they were so good. I mean, they were just troopers. And we were the day before we were going to reach the top. And they just decided, actually, I think it was the man who was a little bit less... um, less fit than the lady, but they decided they needed to turn back and they were so close. Oh, you know? That's a shame. 
that's I know, shame. but it's know good they too. knew. It's yeah. good they knew and and didn't endanger themselves because sometimes it's just that little bit over the line that uh, can make you or break you. So, um, so let's yeah. go back local. Uh, okay. Give us one funny, memorable, or otherwise outstanding story about a local hike. Well, I'm telling stories on myself a little bit here, but. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was leading a hike on a section of the Mountains to Sea Trail uh, ar- around the Falls Lake Trail. There's a there's a section that that uh, continues along with the Falls Lake Trail uh, that hooks into the Mountains to Sea Trail, but that's another discussion. Anyway, this was about a nine mile section, and it's a really good section. Part of it goes by a, a horse pasture that's adjacent to the woods. So every time we do it, I try to bring apple slices to feed to the horses. Mm. And so I did this time we stopped and I was feeding this very large black horse. And I realized he was standing on the wrong side of the fence. (laughs) He was was on my side of the fence. (laughs) So I tried to, uh, tried to convince him to jump back in <laughs> and he just said no but his girlfriends were waiting patiently on the other side and I fed them some apples too we continued on and he followed us for a little bit mm. <laughs> I turned around I said shoo, shoo. <laughs> go back go back to your girlfriend so, <laughs> so he went back and then after we got done with the hike I called the place and uh, and told them hey you've got a runner mm-hmm. but he didn't seem like he was really going anywhere. They had uh, hay bales and his his friends were there. So I think he was like one of those horses that jumps out and says, ha, 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 <laughs> and turns, <laughs> goes back in. Well, see, all kinds of adventures to hiking. So if someone would like to connect with you about a hike, how would they do that? Well, they could go to my meetup. It's called uh, I'd Rather Walk on uh, meetup.com. Um, or they could go to my blog, the uh, I'd rather walk.com and contact me through the through the contact form there. I hope some of our listeners will take advantage of uh, maybe an old or new experience in hiking. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Now it's time for our nonprofit spotlight. And we're going to talk about the Umstead Coalition, which was founded in 1968 and is a volunteer-led 501c3 nonprofit organization comprised of individual members and 16 conservation organizations. Their mission is to preserve the natural integrity of William B. Umstead State Park and the Richland Creek Corridor. To get involved or learn more, go to umsteadcoalition.org. Umsteadcoalition.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 go green. <laughs>